0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Identity Insights by NDCO. Today I'm joined by Shar Howland to discuss some of the basics of verifiable credentials. As a software engineer for NDCO and a leader of the Identity Implementers Working Group for Hyperledger, Shar uh, can offer us a great crash course in the subject. Thanks so much for making time for me today, Shar. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about yourself?
1: Thanks for having me here today, Tim. Uh, You've summed it up well. Those are my main roles. And it's been great to have the opportunity to work in this space and be involved in the open source community and learn about verifiable credentials. So I'm excited to talk about them today.
0: All right, awesome. Uh, So yeah, let's jump right in. Uh, What is a verifiable credential?
1: So a verifiable credential is a decentralized digital identifier that provides a way to prove and share information about yourself. Uh, So a credential is the driver's license or passport. These are physical um, cards or documents that you use to prove information. Um, Verifiable credentials are digital and typically held in an app uh, on your phone. Uh, And the verifiable part means that these credentials are tamper-proof and can be verified using cryptography. All right,
0: sounds good. Uh, So you kind of touched on it a little bit there, but uh, what are they typically used for?
1: So, verifiable credentials can be used in any situation in which you need to prove information. Uh, one relevant example from the past few years is proving COVID vaccination status. Uh, verifiable credentials allow you to prove this status using your phone in a secure and privacy preserving way where you choose exactly what information you are sharing about yourself. Um, this can be used to verify that attendees of an in-person event are vaccinated or have been tested for COVID. Um, And this use case in particular has gone through successful trials on the island of Aruba. Um, So there are tons of use cases in healthcare because it's such um, sensitive private information um, but you can also prove so much more than that, for example, if you're above voting age or meet the certain age requirement for a concert. Uh, if you're buying a car or a house, it's typically an arduous process of getting all the documents together. So verifiable credentials will streamline this process because you hold all this information on your phone, uh, and it's much faster and more convenient to do this digitally without having to sacrifice privacy and security. So the the use cases are endless, um, but those are a few specifics.
0: All right, sounds good. Um, So what is the argument for why they're better than legacy systems then?
1: Yeah, so the current digital identity systems do not offer us the trust and security that we deserve on the internet. Uh, I mean, as a rhetorical question, do you feel that you have um, control over your digital identity? Are you giving full consent to the ways in which you are tracked and monitored on the internet and should should slightly better security come at the cost of memorizing 40 passwords that change every three months and doing multi-factor authentication every day. Um, for verifiable credentials, um, these are credentials that you hold and control and you are able to fully consent to sharing information about yourself. Um, a limitation of our current identity systems are that you have to share more information about yourself than necessary. Uh, When I show my vaccine card, I'm revealing my birth date too. Um, So verifiable credentials allow for selectively disclosing information about yourself um, and even proving if you meet a certain requirement without giving the actual data on your credential. Um, For example, just proving that you meet an age requirement, yes or no, without revealing your age uh in the 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 aruba example that we touched on earlier um the alternative is for the government um to collect and store healthcare data on millions of people in order to enforce public health mandates uh, so that they can open their the island to tourists um, so this isn't great for the people who don't want their health information floating around. And this isn't great for the government who has to manage all this data and risk very expensive infractions against privacy laws. Um, so using verifiable credentials, um, the people, the travelers don't have to reveal um, sensitive and personal healthcare information, um, just the bare minimum yes or no. They need to enter a venue or the island um, and the government can enforce health mandates without risking privacy law infractions. So in essence, verifiable credentials prioritize your privacy and safety on the internet.
0: Um, So if I were to want to use a verifiable credential, what would the process look like? What happens?
1: Uh, So when you need to prove information about yourself in any of the examples we mentioned earlier, You take out your phone to access your digital wallet um, that holds your verifiable credentials. um, And then you select the pieces of information you want to prove. Um, The verifier uh, accesses the information on the blockchain ledger that allows them to cryptographically verify your information. So it's as easy as clicking a few buttons on an app on your phone and you maintain privacy while still getting to prove the information that you need to reveal about yourself.
0: All right. That sounds pretty good. Uh, so when do you think we'll be able to use this technology in our daily lives?
1: So a lot of the technology that we think about is future new technology is already around, but just hasn't been adopted everywhere yet. So right now, verifiable credentials are used in specific applications. Um, I mentioned that if you go to Aruba, you can use verifiable credentials. Um, and Aruba's government has actually begun the process of implementing Um, A law that uh, requires digital identities to be accepted by 2025. Um, I think within the next few years, verifiable credentials will be um, widely adopted enough in in business applications and legislation will be passed. Um, so that people will be able to use them in their daily lives um, in the same way, but more secure and privacy preserving than, that, than the way that we currently use our driver's licenses and other IDs today. Uh, so adoption takes time, but verifiable credentials are already here um, and are quickly becoming uh, more mainstream. So within the next few years, I expect to see them on most people's phones.
0: Uh, Well, it looks like that is about our time. Thank you so much again for joining me today, Shar. And if you want to join the Identity Implementers Working Group, I'll have that linked in the description below. And you can go to learn a bit more about some of the real-world use cases of verifiable credentials there. Uh, If you are interested in decentralized identity and would like to learn more about that topic, please be sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll continue to bring you some educational uh, content around that. If you have any questions or specific topics that you'd like for us to cover, please leave a comment below, and we'll be sure to address them. Thanks again, Char. Is there anything that you'd like to plug before we go?
1: Uh, well, like you said, there are lots of ways to learn more and get involved. Um, attending attending the Identity Implementers Working Group is um, a great way. This um, Indicio Insights channel has great topics. Um, Additionally, Indicio is growing and if you'd like to work with verifiable credentials and help revolutionize trust on the internet, uh, please reach out or apply. We'll have a link to the careers page in the description. But with that, thank you so much for having me on the channel, Tim.